0: Fix. Good afternoon and happy Friday, Common This is Ben Cullen with your Sports Fix. Argentina legend Lionel Messi will join American side into Miami after his exit from French champions PSG. Messi had a more lucrative offer from Saudi Arabia, while a return to Barcelona became an impossibility because of financial fair play limitations. I've taken the decision that I'm going to Miami, Messi told newspapers. I've decided to leave Europe. After winning the World Cup and not being able to go to Barca, it's time to go to MLS and live football in a different way and enjoy my day-to-day life more. Obviously, with the same responsibility and desire to win and do things well, but with more calm. Paddy Pimblett is targeting a return to fighting by the end of the year as he continues his recovery from a serious ankle injury. The UFC lightweight underwent surgery after his win at UFC 282 in December. Pimblett will not be fit to feature on the UFC London card in July, but aims to fight before the end of 2023. I can't wait. I'm hoping to fight before the end of the year. The Liverpudlian is unbeaten in his UFC career but faced criticism for his last performance, which was a controversial points win over Jared Gordon. Top seed Carlos Alcaraz will face Novak Djokovic in the French Open semi-finals after crushing Stefanos Tipitas to set up the highly anticipated clash. Spain's Alcaraz, who's just 20, won 6-2, 6-1, 7-6 against the Greek fifth seed. Serbia's Djokovic survived a quarterfinal scare to keep his bid for a record 23rd men's Grand Slam singles titles alive. Djokovic was in danger of falling two sets behind against the Russian but did prevail. The third seed could become the first man to win all four majors at least three times. But if he is going to do that, he must come through the toughest test yet when he meets US Open champion Alcarez in the last four today. This match is what everyone wants to watch and it will be a good one to play said the world number one We have Rashini Turner joining us on the show today Rashini is a Hong Kong rugby union's 15s international and also plays rugby for Hong Kong Football Club. Rashini how are you?
1: Yeah I'm good I'm a little bit tired I've gotten back from Vietnam but uh, thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us. We, we're excited to discuss the recent tour you went on and your journey and and women's rugby here in Hong Kong in general, but we like to start off by doing some quick fire questions and we'll cast judgment and, and see what your personality says about you before we get stuck in.
1: Yeah, hopefully not too much judgment, please. <laughs>
0: cool. Answer as fast as you can. Who is your favorite sports star of all time?
1: Of all time, uh, Tamara Taylor.
0: Pizza or donuts? Uh, Pizza Favourite place you've ever played rugby Kazakhstan Free match meal
1: Uh, Spaghetti bolognese
0: That's a classic There's so many people that say that Every time (laughs) Favourite sport that's not rugby Basketball Favourite musician
1: A bit of Lewis Capaldi at the moment
0: Okay And then cats or dogs Dogs also fairly standard answer. Thank you very much, Rashini.
1: I already said that. I have a, I have a cat. I don't even have a pet dog. <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. Well, that is a first. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> he just doesn't really like me that
0: much. Uh, well, that's a shame. Maybe you need to trade him in. And now I do want to discuss the tour you just went on for the women's rugby team. But before we do, I think it's important to give some context on who you are, how you got to where you are now in the national team, and maybe an overview of what, say, your sport in history is from your childhood through your teenage years up to now.
1: Okay, Um, so I started playing rugby when I was 10. Uh, I started down at Cycling Stingrays, so one of the local clubs there. Uh, I was part of the the first or second year of girls, or, or second year of the club history. So it was quite an organic thing of a group of us girls were trying it out, and they were all of my classmates and then I got asked to join so that's how I got down but I'd played football had done a bit of ice skating had done loads of other sports just because my parents wanted to throw me into it then I uh, just stuck with it through school then went to the UK uh, played a bit of UK premiership stuff over there played in the uni premiership too before coming back to Hong Kong in 2019 which was great timing uh, with protests and covid but that was when i also got my first cap so first cap was in holland uh november 2019 on my 22nd birthday
0: <laughs> that was a very sharp recount of that so i'm guessing that's an, uh, a special memory for you just quickly then talk to us about that first cap what was that like
1: uh crazy i i think i'd been in hong kong uh, maybe two or three months by that point. Uh, and I'd actually only met with the coaches to do my master's because I wanted to do a research project to do with rugby. Uh, and they were like, well, you know, if you're if you're any good, you could maybe play for the national team, but we've got to see you play first. So there was a lot riding on that first game, playing for football club in 2019. And after that, I got invited to the squad. All of a sudden, I'm calling the line out, uh, and then getting a start, which I, I really didn't expect for, for a first cap.
0: That's awesome. How did the match go?
1: Uh, We won. Uh, And we won by two points. So we're leading, I think, for most of the game. And then uh, it seems to be quite classic. We sort of concede two in a very short space of time. So it was a very nervous last five, ten minutes.
0: We got it done. We got it done. Excellent. All right, cool. Well, you've just come back from... Uh, not only Hanoi on your holiday you've also come back from Kazakhstan with the women's team you can you can talk us through that wasn't the result that you guys wanted um, but can maybe you just tell us what the match focus was and, and and what it meant for women's rugby as well
1: yeah so the match had a lot riding behind it so there's a new global competition called the World XVs and if we had won that game we would have qualified for one of two spots going in Asia um, and, and essentially the whole model is that it, it means that you get regular test matches which in, in women's rugby just hadn't existed before so uh, it was a really exciting opportunity there
0: yeah got it so talk us through the match then and, and, and sort of what happened and then we can we can break it down from there
1: yeah i mean the Kazakh girls are pretty big uh, and so a lot of what we tried to do was to move the ball um, and i think we we did that really well in some parts and then in other parts we just made a few too many errors i think it's it's really different playing away than it is at home so we would played them in december in hong kong and in hong kong we sort of know everything that's going to go on whereas in kazakhstan you don't know where the changing is going to be and you don't know what the the anthem's going to be like there's there's all these things about being away that just make it harder and now i I don't underestimate the fact it's it's difficult to beat teams away. We've never been in Kazakhstan in Kazakhstan uh, and we got close but uh, I think just a few too many errors couldn't move them around enough.
0: It's a shame. What, what's the final score?
1: 27-23. Don't quote me on that but I think it was about four points we lost by.
0: Okay, got it. So, you know, commiserations on, on that but, you know, I'm sure you guys will, will regroup now and learn from it regardless and, and good luck for you next campaign, some things I want to talk about is is what does the prep look like leading into that as well. There's a lot riding on it as you said, but you know hopefully that's not dominating your thought processes as a team or even individually. I'm sure it did play a small role, unfortunately. But how did your training camp look? What is the commitment level? And uh, and yeah, talk us through that.
1: Yeah, so We finished the domestic season about mid-March, and then from there, the focus really just became more on that tour. Um, We were really lucky because we got to do a prep tour beforehand, so uh, we were training in Hong Kong up until the end of April, so two training sessions a week, uh, two gym sessions a week, and then in between that, you know, you're, you're doing all of the analysis and trying to basically get up to speed with the game plan. Then we went to Amsterdam, played two games against the Netherlands and Sweden, came back to Hong Kong for 10 days to quickly regroup and then went to Kazakhstan again. So um, the lead up to March and April was very, very busy for us all um, because we we were a mix of uh, full-time professionals uh, as well as full-time athletes.
0: Thank you, Rashini. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This
1: is the hottest ticket in the world right now.
0: Can Manchester City do the treble? Only one other team in Premier League history has done it, and they beat them last week. Manchester City take on Inter Milan in the Champions League final this weekend, and that is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend all, and I'll see you next week for your Sports Fix.